to Batiri Gold Podcast. Today we have Mommy, Daddy, and me, Jacob. Today we're talking about volcanoes and fake. Okay, volcanoes and snakes. We're talking about volcanoes and snakes. Awesome. So, Jake, what does a volcano do? E a fold and then lava come out and if somebody get in it they're going to melt and die. So volcanoes explode and spew out lava. And if you get in the lava, you're gonna melt and die. Uh-huh. Jacob, do you know where the lava comes from? The volcano. Where what part of the volcano? The bottom. The inside of the volcano? And that inside. Oh, I mean that inside bottom. The inside bottom of the volcano. Uh-huh. Now, I've got, I've got a, a question. Before we really get into the details of volcanoes, why are you, what prompted your thoughts on volcanoes? Why did you want to talk about volcanoes today? I like me volcanoes on fake. Yeah, why do you want to talk about volcanoes and snakes today? Because I wanted to talk about fake and fed. Cool, so you really like volcanoes and you really like snakes, and so when you asked to be on the podcast, that's what you wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. Did you do anything today that maybe made you think about volcanoes and snakes? Where do we go today? We didn't went anywhere today. What did we do without having animals today? Zoo. The zoo. Yeah, we did go we to were... the zoo. And then we went to a birthday party where the birthday kid was wearing a shirt with what on it? A volcano. Yeah, exactly. And, and out there I found a, a feepity Fake. You saw a sneak, oh. but oh, you saw a, a sleep, sleep buddy, buddy snake at the zoo gift shop. No, oh, at Perry's house. Or maybe even a dog toy fake. Oh, maybe a dog toy snake. That okay. me a dog toy fake. Yeah, you know okay. we're gonna go hike a volcano in Italy in May, right? Uh huh. Does that sound really exciting to you? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Are you? Does it make you scared or no? No. No? You're, like, super excited about it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you scared that it might explode on us? No. Which are you more scared of, volcanoes or snakes? Snakes. Snakes? Have you ever seen a snake in real life before? Like, uh-huh. at, when? When middle at the zoo. At the zoo? Uh-huh. Did we see a garden snake in our yard the other day? Uh-huh. Yeah. A good guy snake. A good guy snake. Yeah. yeah. But it was dead, wasn't uh, it? Who do you think killed it? Mo. Mo, our kitty cat killed or it? Or maybe Larry. Or maybe Larry. Okay, maybe Larry hates garden fake and he only keep bad fake alive. Why that would Larry sense. hate garden snakes? Could. Because why? Or maybe... One did it an accident. Oh, an accident. Yeah, maybe. Okay, what else do you want to talk about snakes or volcanoes, or would you like us to move on? Want to what? A different topic. Do you have Do you have other things you want to talk about about volcanoes and snakes? I want to talk about fake. What about snakes? Yeah, King Cobra and that the king of all the fake. Oh, the King really? Cobra. Uh-huh. Where are King Cobras? Like, where do they live? Do we know? I don't know. Hmm. Do you think it's in our country or a different country? I don't know. Okay. Hey, can I tell you something? What? Uh, this is not on topic of snakes or volcanoes, but I had a question for you. So on Tuesday is the day that Daddy and I celebrate the day we got married, right? It's our eighth wedding anniversary which means we've been married for eight years now you jacob <clears throat> do you have any questions for us about how we met or anything about our getting married or anything that you want to ask us i like got a chicken about on the wolf tv yeah what question do you want to ask us about our anniversary it will on the wolf tv 
going to have cake? Oh, that's a good question. Should we get cake for our anniversary? You know, it is on pie day. So we may need to go get go on a family date to get pie. How does that sound? Or do you like cake better than pie? How about pie, pie cake? Pie cake? That's a cool idea. Do you have a favorite type? A pie cake? Uh-huh. Or like, what's your favorite type of pie and what's your favorite type of cake? My favorite pie, type of cake and pie is apple pie. Okay. And we actually have cake mix. We do have cake mix. We, we can do. make our own at home. Uh-huh. That's a but great idea. But we're saving that for Daddy's birthday. For we to make it when Daddy's birthday. Oh, we're saving that for oh, that. So okay. we need to go get some okay. cake is what you're saying. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Do you have any more questions about Daddy and me or you want to move on to a different topic? Let's move on. So I want to go back to volcanoes. Oh, okay. good. Okay. So now... You pointed out something very important. If you end up in lava, you melt and you die. Now, this is this is a tricky question because media, meaning movies and, and cartoons, they don't always get this right. If you were to fall into lava, do you think that you would float on top or do you think that you would sink in like you're sinking into a river? Sinking in. Why do you think you would sink in? Cause. Cause why? I got no. That's oh. just what makes sense to you. So let me tell you. We, what? our bodies, our bodies are seventy percent water, and our general density or like our our specific weight, specific mass, is less than lava because do you know what lava is lava is just melted rock oh melted rock that's and cool. so we would actually we would not sink into the lava oh, we, would float we would float on top but would we burn up daddy yes absolutely Okay, so we would just be like floating on we top would, of it while burning it would be like cooking us like a human steak on a lava pit <laughs> It would be That's making crazy. a human oh, maybe, skewer. Oh, maybe he actually want to cook it into egg and bacon. Eggs and bacon? Yeah. Egg <laughs> and bacon and chocolate and every food. Yep, it would be and human breakfast. And sausages and every food? Uh-huh. Human breakfast. Human ding So... What else did you want to talk about? Yeah, you before said we round this that up. was my last question for you. Did you have any other questions about volcanoes? Mm, nope. Any questions about life? You can mm. ask, literally ask us anything. Nope. No. Nope. None yet. Okay. Okay. You ready to go to bed now? Why? Because <laughs> it's bedtime. Uh, but I want to talk about it a little bit more. Fun. Okay. Like what do you what? want to talk about? Or do you want us to think of the topics? I think think about. One thing, adventuring. Adventuring. Mm -hmm. What kind of adventuring do you want to go do? Gun adventuring. Gun, gun adventuring. adventuring? Uh -huh. So what? Gun. So what do you? What do you mean by like that? Like hunting, like Daddy does. Uh -huh. oh, Are you okay. talking about hunting? Are you talking about going and finding guns to buy? I like mean. A wink white mean white. Going in jungle. Oh, uh, like Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. We can do that. Do you want to go adventuring? Although it won't quite be a jungle. It'll be... A forest. It'll be more like a forest. So, Jake, it is... Right now, it's mid... <laughs> it is mid-March. There are several adventuring things coming up. Do you know what they are? No. What's one of the things that you really love? What season when we go and get stuff? What when is we it? go it's, pick things. Yeah, what do we pick? <laughs> mulberry yeah. season. It's almost mulberry season. <laughs> when are you mulberry feeding? Like as a month, soon as right? the mulberries oh. are on the tree. And what do we do with our mulberries, Jacob? 
<laughs> we make them into gobble. Cobbler and Cobbler jam. Cobbler and jam. Uh, but this time we get a lot. A lot of mulberries. Yep. And then when the mulberries so start popping, what else starts popping? What, what else do we pick in our yard? Blackberries. Blackberries. That means when the mulberry feeding eat also blackberry feeding. Yep. That means we got to make... And do you know what other berry is during that same time? What? No. Dewberries. <gasps> what dewberries? You don't remember dewberries? No. Dewberries are similar to blackberries, except they're, it's like wild cousin. It's like the wild cousin, you know, like Peter. But we can put dewberries, our... the mulberries, and the blackberries all together in a pie. And then we can call it berry pie. Try berry pie. <laughs> Excuse me. So... So there is there are these berry seasons coming up. Then there is also I know. <laughs> the other season is turkey season. Turkey season's coming up. That's where when we you can, just go find deli meat in the forest. Where we can go hunt turkeys. And what season just passed? Jake, what did we go do a few weeks ago? It was really cold out. <gasps> winter. It, well, yeah, winter's I don't almost know what over. You're we went with those poles, and I dug out some worms from the garden. <gasps> Fishing. Yeah, it it was slash is. Kind I mean, didn't got any fish. We didn't catch any. No, but it's it's kind of crop. It's kind of the crappie. But spawn. in winter right now. Well, it's right now it's spring. the. So we're on the tail end of the crappie spawn, and next is the okay, okay, striped okay. bass spawn. Do you want to go fishing and try and catch some fish and do a fish fry? Mm-hmm. Okay, but so we, we got... I've got to be really freaky outside. Yep. When you do all these things, you always want to practice being sneaky and quiet. Jacob? Do what? you know what time is? No. Oh, that means what number we What number it is? Okay. So tonight, while we are sleeping, is this thing called Daylight's Savings Time, where to- two times every year we have to change our clocks. And so in the spring, we spring forward, meaning we go forward in time. And in the fall, we fall back and we go back an hour. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, our t- clocks are going to be an hour ahead. That means what that means? That means that we are going to lose an hour of time in our day. That means what that means? That means you're going to have to wake up very early to go to church. And it's going to be super dark. No, it's Hooray! not. No, sorry, wait. No, you, no. you fall backwards and you spring ahead. So it's gonna be, you're going to wake up and it's going to be really, really bright in the morning. Right? I think we're... I'm getting confused. It's getting... It is confusing, Jacob. It is confusing. It's going to be... Spring forward. Darker So when you usually wake up at 7 a.m., it will be 8 a.m. So you'll be waking up at 6 a.m. for it to be 7 a.m., meaning that it would be darker. So you'll be a little tired. It's going to be a little bit darker. That is going to be weaved out. Uh, Sort of. But then that means it's going to take a very long time for the sun to go to sleep at night, meaning we can do way more scooter walks at nighttime now because it's not going to get dark until super late, which is a good thing. That means we can do the thing I wanted to do. What do you want to do? I wanted to do a food walk on a tape chapstick on my food oh, to bring this. You, and yeah, because you don't want me to hold your chapstick. You want to tape it to your handlebar of your scooter. I don't want to do that. Oh, well, let's do that tomorrow then. We can do that tomorrow. Okay. What's the last thing you want to say to our audience before we get you ready for bed? Let's talk about one more thing. One thing. What do you want to talk about? Uh, do you want to talk about ways to get out of bedtime? I do <laughs> talk about. Furniture. Furniture? <laughs> <laughs> what about it? What about furniture, <gasps> Mr. Jake? Hey. E-
Do, do you know what furniture is made out of? No. You don't? Do you want to take a guess? Animals. Animals? Ah, sometimes. Well, some furniture is made out of animals. This couch is made out of cloth, so that comes from plants and sometimes animals, and then wood, which comes from trees. And then that is made out of metal, which comes from minerals in the ground. Or not minerals. Alloys? Yeah. What's it called? Or. Or. Now, I think it's a fun about furniture in this audience. You oh, wanna, you, you want to sing you a song, sing about, a song about furniture? About furniture? Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh, furniture live at home and they like a big room. But they got to be more positive fun. That means they be for more Tell you some more furniture. Chairs, tables, desks, couches. Um, I already did couch. Um, pillows, beds. Uh, uh, them, chairs, and tables, and beds, and pillows, and blankets, too, and white, and pot, and pot. And pickled and TV and microphone and water bottle and toy and backpack and everything but not food. Yeah, <laughs> that's a beautiful song. I loved it. Okay, can you say see you later, alligators? But here we go. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so everybody who made it through through Jake and learning about volcanoes and snakes and maybe on our next podcast we'll let you know whether we had pie or cake at the anniversary. Well, keep you updated. We will keep you updated. But I know we have not been as consistent the past few weeks with our podcast, which means everybody wants to know, where'd you go? What were you you doing? Well, I was in Houston last week for Sarah Week. Do you know what Sarah Week is? Do you know what it stands for? Let me take a guess. Certified Environmentalists reasoning annoyingly with the rest of us week week um no i Not don't close. think so okay. and you know what you don't think you don't know no i have no idea what sarah week stands Wait, for for real for real do you want me real. to look it up i mean you can if you want you keep talking but the the other themes if you will there's the agora the innovation agora which is one side of the conference. They have rooms called the Lyceum Halls. And then there's like the executive conference, the main the main part. So I think that they they have like a, I don't know what Sarah means. It's probably something in Greek or Latin that is talking about everything. Like, you know, what you've got a You've got a furled brow. Well, I just, I'm on the thing. And what's interesting is that, you know, like typically for that conference where it's like, like Sarah week, you would assume that it's like C-E-R-A week. So like C-E-R-A would be all capitalized yeah. and then week. That is not the case. No, it's this. one word. Yeah, but the W is capitalized. Yeah. So is that part of the acronym? Maybe. That's I what have I, no confusing idea. me. Yeah. That's why I've never really known what it is, and... I just think it's weird to have a conference that everyone goes to every year, and no one knows what it freaking stands for. I'm sure for. somebody does. I know that Daniel Jurgen probably knows what it stands for, but that doesn't mean I do. Anyway, it was a good week. Lots of Lots of interesting stuff. I didn't talk to any ministers of energy this year. I didn't talk to anybody, you know, famous in the political realm, but I guess there were some, I guess you could call them famous people, people like Senator Joe Manchin, he Senator Lisa Murkowski, um, 
the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm. I think I found it, man. Oh, you found out what Sarah Week means? Um, so someone asked, what does Sarah stand for in Sarah Week? And it just says Cambridge Energy Research Associates. Do you know what that is? Does that mean anything to you? No, but there's a long, long history with... Oh. They specialize in advising governments and private companies on energy markets, geopolitics, industry trends, and strategy. That makes sense. Oh, Sarah Week. That is what it is. <laughs> Look at that. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. We figured that took way too long, but we figured it out. Well, We're there back. you go. Because it is it is one of those things that has just... It, they have done Sarah Week for 41 years. Wow. Very long time. So I think that... And throughout that time, there are... There's a history with the various companies who have ultimately been like the nameplate underneath Sarah Week. Right. Because it's Sarah Week by last year, it was IHS Market. And it was IHS Market for quite some time before that. Now it's S&P Global because S&P Global right. has bought IHS Market. Got it. Yeah. You obviously don't care about no, this. No, I don't. But I'm yeah. trying to fake so, it saw a lot of quote-unquote famous people. These are household names. Okay, household names, do I know them? Go. Joe I know Manchin. Manchin. I, that's the, uh, but I barely, I couldn't even tell you what he does. But continue. Jennifer Granholm. I only know that name because you talked nonstop about her last year. John Kerry. These are all the same people from last year. Not Joe Manchin. Keep going. Oh, was Lisa, he doing the the impeachment stuff, or was he doing the insurrection committee? Uh, I think insurrection committee. Okay. okay, keep going. Lisa Murkowski. Don't know that name, but it reminds me of Feifel. David French. That, but not the David French that I cared about. <laughs> I'm sure David French isn't listening. No. Neither of them. The journalist for Reuters. 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 Yep. Is it Reuters? I think it's Reuters. It just makes you think about hemorrhoids. They really should have well, thought about Reuter. that. <laughs> they should have thought about it. Should've Same as it. the Associated Press. I always think about AP tests. Yeah, they I get really a little should... bit of anxiety when I see that right, AP. Same. And I'm like, I'm like, what do they guys, know? What do, I, what do they know that I need to know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well we're, we're glad you're back. There were a lot of other people, but I ended up being on the Agora side. You know, with like the cool, hip startup tech scene. Oh, you mean all the people who just lost all their money? Lost their access bank, to money, yeah. This bank went back yep, now? Yep, they all lost their access to money. But wasn't that sweet of the bank to not announce it to like 4.59 p.m.? Here's my thing, y'all. On a Friday? And if, if you're listening to this Thanks and you're for like, everybody's weekend. Right. Um, I don't know when I'm going to edit this and put this out. So if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, some bank... Like Silicon Valley Bank. Bank. Bank of Silicon Valley. SVB for sure. just like sent an email at like five till the end of the day on Friday and was like, peace out, guys. We ran out of funds or something. We're done. We're done. So like 200, like over 200 billion dollars in assets gone. So it's the weekend. So like all the banks and stuff are closed, right? So like really... No one knows what this is going to do or affect until Monday. Startup, it's like mainly, I guess, in, it's in Silicon Valley, mainly affecting startups. So, gosh, who knows? But as a millennial, this is a tad bit triggering because of the 08 recession. So, I don't really think it's going to affect me, but it makes me very anxious just to think about it. Like, I, the last thing I want to hear about is another bailout. Like, that would, that would be PTSD moment for me. And then yeah. that's when you realize, like, that's why we millennials are so stressed out about everything. We've seen too much in too short of a time frame. And it's and it's coming back to haunt us. Like like uh low rise jeans. We didn't need that. We didn't ask for that. And now they're back. And they're back. Why would they like that's triggering. That's too it's too much, too fast. If you find a butt crack attractive, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Let's keep your pants covering your butt butt cracks of people who are not who are just like randomly walking around side note yeah you may hear random shouts in the background 
don't be alarmed. <laughs> we don't have friends. <laughs> it is just the fact that it is the St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Celebration, Day. and we live far too close to Lower Greenville. And they are partying. We are not going to sleep tonight, which sucks because it's daylight savings time, and we'll have to wake up really early. Go to I church. think we'll be able to sleep just fine. Uh, you'll be able to sleep because you sleep through so, anything. I will not be able to sleep. Did you wear any green today? No. I refuse on principle. I refuse to wear green. Also, today is not St. Patrick's Day. No, so you don't have to wear green. You don't green. have to wear green. Why is everybody wearing when green? When is St. Patrick's Day? It's March 17th. Okay, yeah. Next week. End. That's Friday. the official St. Patrick's Day. I don't Day. get it. I don't get it. Anyway, Tuesday is our anniversary. Tuesday We're is our be anniversary. married eight years. If, eight if we years. were a restaurant on Yelp, what would be your review and what would be our rating? Our rating would be 4.8 stars. What? <laughs> What's wrong with the point two? Sometimes we're a little stinky and a little messy. Okay. Okay. That's all. You may be speaking about yourself, but. Well, hey, we, <laughs> we are, are one. <laughs> Thank you very much. So. Was we so we survived like uh, the seventh year of marriage is very infamous. It's called the seven year. The seven itch. year itch. I don't know. That seems like an arbitrary number. Maybe just because it kind well, of we rhymes. Haven't, we haven't whatever. survived it yet. Okay, you're we right. We could die before like Tuesday. Days. I don't think it's death. That's the problem. But but I we guess could. Seven years difficult, easy. It just seemed the like seventh a regular or year to me. All seven. No, I guess it's the seventh year in particular that's supposed to be hard. I think that. I'm going to get a little, little deep here. So there's a lot of discussion and a lot of, a lot of, um, I guess, psychology around this idea of sevens and how you change kind of every seven years. So to me, that seven year itch is referring to that seven year cycle. Now, if we're not on the same cycle. Right. I could have changed two years ago. You could have started changing. I could start changing. But within those first seven years, at some point both of us should be changing. And now by the seventh year, we are two different people still in the same relationship. And that is probably what people then look at and be like, wait a second. What am I doing here? Right. I'm going to take it from a different analogy. Are you ready for this? What was what that? What was that? Maybe something fell off a table back there or something? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I'm going to hit you with a different analogy. A different analogy? But having a different explanation of the number seven. I read this book recently. Murder. Called um, the... What's it called? Let me Let me look it up. Hold on. I've read too many. Humble brag. Um, Lost World of Genesis 1 <clears throat> and it talks about how like the seven day creation story in Genesis is uh, temple imagery so it's God creating the cosmic temple and um, and ordering the chaos ordering the realms but then on the seventh day it's not like the rest, how we modern Americans, or not even Americans, just modern people think of rest, we think sleeping. But the way the Hebrew word is used is like you build the cosmic temple and then you rest as in you come to fill it and live in and rest inside the cosmic temple. So maybe the seven years is, look, we spent the last six years trying to figure out this whole marriage thing. And in the seventh year, it's not an itch, no, sir. We've come into our own, and we are settling in, getting cozy. We've figured this thing out. That's how I like to look at the seven years, and that's how I feel like our seventh year was. So you're basically saying that there is either the itch, which is itching to get out. The itch or like the stretch. Or the stretch. Yeah, it's like, mm, yeah, we're getting cozy now. Yeah, I would say we're having more of a stretch than an stretch. itch. Right. Well, that would, if we were having an itch, it would be an awkward time for you to tell me about it on a podcast that's about to go on the internet. But, you know, to yeah. each their own. Well, we could edit that out. <laughs> this is the last episode of Here We Go you'll be hearing. That's funny. Um, okay, well, we don't have to talk about it anymore. I have a couple of articles, unless you have anything else you want to say. Did you want to talk more about it? I don't have anything else to say. 
about it. But you're staring at me awkwardly. Well, we need to figure out something to do for our anniversary. We're going to go. Well, now we got to go get pie because Jacob We're wanted to go pie. pie slash cake. <laughs> yeah. We're going to eat some steaks. Right. If anybody has a favorite Landry's restaurant, we've got a location, a favorite. Well, there's multiple different types of restaurants in the Landry's club. We got a gift card. If anybody has a specific favorite and like a specific favorite dish, let us know. Otherwise, we're going to end up at one of the many salt grasses within the DFW area. And we're going to end up eating the saltgrass version of steak and and jalapeno poppers and maybe uh, maybe some deep fried onion. Delicious. Yeah, sounds good. But, you know, we could get that at pretty much anywhere. Anyway, so give us your recommendations, things that we should do to celebrate. Otherwise, let's talk about some recent events and some other, you know, things. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Chernobyl's stray dogs are genetically distinct 40 years after the massive nuclear radiation link. Obviously. Scientists find This is what I think is funny. That's obvious. That's like a dub, right? But then you start thinking, like, what do you mean, like, do they have, like, weird, like, mutations or whatever? Yeah. like, okay, let's, let's... They got a third leg. Uh, the kingdom population is now focused on a scientific study, which is probing their genetic makeup. So far, Joseph, it is not clear whether nuclear radiation is the culprit. But there's something definitely different going on with these Chernobyl dogs. That is the sentence from this article. There's something definitely different. Definitely different well, about these Chernobyl dogs. I think that that is just such a ridiculous article they are genetically distinct from those living farther away from the disastrous epicenter what if they just like gotten on with each other and they're isolated that, and so they're just like creating their own new little breed yeah, that's exactly that is obvious that is 100 percent happening for sure there is not there is not any influx of new genetics into this population of dogs so right. that's a problem. It's, right. They're going to be genetically distinct within those 40 years. That's a long time in dogs. If years. you're having. It's a lot of dogs. Yeah. If you're having <clears throat> new pups, new litters. Right. Every what? Three years. Right. Like you. That would have been like 15 generations by now. Right. So, yeah, it is a distinct population. Right. Maybe there's some radiation in there. While these results do not show that radiation is undoubtedly. What caused these genetic differences? The data could help better understand the long-term effects of radiation exposure. What is it, article? Is it for radiation or is it not radiation? Yeah. Are we trying to highlight new dogs or are we trying to highlight how dogs react to long-term radiation? Anyway, there's apparently bison there, too. Get excited. Oh, there's bison? Apparently. What would you do? Somebody says you can have nuclear attack. You can have an entire bison for free, fully processed, ready to go. You even get the bison skull to hang on your wall as a euro mount. Okay, we hang it in the garage as a euro mount. We don't have a garage. Hypothetical speaking (laughs) here. You don't have to shoot me down on everything. (laughs) And you also get the bison rug. You get all of it, one hundred percent, scot free. Is this from Chernobyl? Scot free, <laughs> or catch? It's from Chernobyl. Hard pass. Hard pass. Unless I get a Geiger counter. You <laughs> pull out your Geiger <laughs> counter every time. Just wave it over your steak. My, okay, it's uh, good. My so in high school chemistry class, um, which. I hear me say this too. I struggled in that class. Like it was not an easy class for me. The whole, but uh, was it like balancing chemical equations or whatever it is or what whatnot? Yeah. Very difficult for me. But I freaking was obsessed with radiation and what I learned about in that class. And I, to this day, she had a Geiger counter as I'm sure all chemistry teachers do, unless that's not normal for a chemistry teacher to have a Geiger counter. Maybe. But I remember when she was teaching us about radiation and stuff, she um, 
and I feel like a lot of people know this, so this isn't necessarily a fun fact anymore, but there's this uh, very famous uh, di- uh, dining wear company in, in America called Fiesta Wear. It was more, po- it's very bright colored, um, like a it's like southwestern porcelain yeah, feel right like bright blue yellow red oranges um uh they still make i'm pretty sure you can still buy new fiesta wear but you often see them at like estate sales or at crushes anyway there's a specific color so there's this orange color of the plates and cups and whatever of fiesta wear that they didn't know at the time but they, it was radioactive. Radiation was in the paint because like they did use until we figured out what radiation was. We did use uh, what's pigments. It? Pigments from radioactive whatever, um, which caught anyway. That's a whole nother thing. There's this great play called Radium Girls, which I think is an hour movie. I don't recommend it. It's a stupid movie, but great play. True story about anyway. But she had the Geiger counter, and she had been searching for years at estate sales, and she finally got a plate, of the the radioactive plate, and so she would, like, test it. And so we could actually hear what a Geiger counter sounds like when it finds radiation, and I, that, like, has been seared into my memory. I wonder how much a Geiger counter costs. I don't think they're that expensive. I surely can't be I that expensive. I think you buy one online for, like, 100 bucks. Why don't we just, like, walk around seeing what's radioactive? That would be a really, really depressing date. Um, I'm night. not interested in walking around seeing what's radioactive. Although you could probably walk around and like wave it over some of the rocks and see which ones are giving Wait, off. What do rocks give off a lot of radiation? Yeah, I mean, granites. Aren't you give like off licking some. rocks all not, the time? No, I'm not running around licking. Wait, rocks. why does granite give off radiation? That is the radiogenic heat decay that gives energy and heat. That creates geothermal so resources. Can I get... <laughs> no. Yeah, I wish you. Would... Joe had this little like smirk on his face when he told me that it was like somewhat condescending, but I wasn't offended about by it because you just look so excited because you like geothermal there... so much. It was kind of cute. We don't have to worry about any of the rocks. Okay, I have. so like kitchen counters are safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say that's that's a whistleblowing situation Uh-oh. about to happen. Can you imagine? I'm sure you that going they going up against the granite counter. I tables, would, whatever. I would think they wave all of those with a Geiger counter, you know, just in case. I don't think they do. This is so many questions, but we can move on if you're ready yeah, to Yeah, we can move on. Okay. Chernobyl, another great show. Um, now, we have spoken about something similar, but when I saw this come out, it came out like last week or something while you were out of town, um, I was like, again? Have we not learned the first time? Um, Scientists have revived a, quote, zombie, end quote, virus that spent 48,000 years frozen in permafrost. I saw that. Okay. I didn't read it, though. What did it say? Oh. Warmer temperatures in the Arctic are thawing the region's permafrost, a frozen, we know, okay, okay, uh, potentially stirring viruses that, after lying dormant for tens of thousands of years, could endanger animal and human health. That's a bit of a stretch, but okay. While a pandemic unleashed by a disease from the distant past sounds like the plot of a sci-fi movie, scientists warn that the risks, though low, are underappreciated. Chemical and radioactive wastes that dace back to the Cold War, which has the potential to harm wildlife and disrupt ecosystems, may also be released during thaws. Okay. Um, there's a lot so going on. So what about on. the zombie yeah, yeah, part? Yeah, let me get to it. Uh, to better understand the virus hunter. <clears throat> Clavier studies a particular type of virus he first discovered in 2003, known as giant viruses. They are much bigger than the typical variety and visible under a regular light microscope rather than... Okay, blah, 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 blah. Um, his efforts to detect viruses frozen in permafrost were partly inspired by a team of Russian scientists who in 2012 revived a wildflower. Okay, let's, where is this virus? Oh, in 2014, he managed to revive a virus he and his team isolated from the permafrost, making it infectious for the first time in 30,000 years by inserting it into cultured cells. Why? Why would they do that? Do they have any idea what this virus does? Is it? I'm sorry. You can't be like, guys, we should really be concerned about this. I just inserted this into a cultured cell to bring it back to life after this is died. She's the first one to go. This virus still works. Oh, I'm and sorry. I just. I'm sorry. For safety, he had chosen to study a virus that could only target single celled amoebas, not animals or humans. Famous last words, in my opinion. 
famous last words. Okay, okay. Oh, great. He repeated the feat in 2015, isolating a different virus, but that also targeted amoebas. And in his latest research, he and his team isolated several strains of ancient virus from multiple samples of permafrost uh, that could each infect cultured amoeba cells. Isn't the whole point that viruses mutate? Yes. So, like, this isn't a safe situation. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, anyway, I just... So what about the uh, zombie part? Oh, right. Where does zombie come in? It's prob... Uh... We view these amoeba-infecting viruses as surrogates for all other possible viruses that might be in the permafrost. Idiot. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm just getting more angry. That amoeba-infecting viruses are still infectious after so long is indicative of a potentially bigger problem, Clavier says. He fears people regard his research as a scientific curiosity and don't perceive the prospect of ancient viruses coming back to life as a serious public health threat. I do perceive it as a serious public health threat, and I say you as the main culprit. Anyway, I'm do still looking for it. Do you think that anybody has thought about zombies or maybe zombies are like one of those things that did exist in the ancient world, which is why there are so many stories about them. And now, because we're bringing back all these viruses, one of these viruses could, in fact, be the zombie virus that kills us all. Um, two things. One, I think they just called it zombie in the article as clickbait. Because they brought it back. Because they brought it back. But now I'm wondering... And have we looked this up before where zombie comes from? A corpse said to be revived by witchcraft, especially in certain African and Caribbean religions. Well, if it's a witchcraft, then I'm not as concerned. Oh, okay. Um, have I mean, how long has zombies been in the, like... Cult- Pop culture? Yeah. Because, like, I feel Night like... Night of the Living Dead. Right. Which... That I mean, that's the first thing that I think of. But those weren't from viruses. No, that those was just, weird. Like, they I just came back like, to life. Right. So weird. Well, I think like back in the like like fifties and sixties, it was just like mummies coming back to life. Yeah. But it wasn't like viral. So I wonder if that's just more of like a modern. T- I don't know. Anyway. People, anyway, people be doing shenanigans again, and I'm not. I don't like it, Joe. Why? Why, why the clickbait? title that's I what know. i want to know pretty re- it was a pretty reputable i think that's... come on cnn i expected better from you i think it's interesting i think a lot of interesting stuff's going to come out of the permafrost right including a whole in lot fossil. of methane <laughs> whole lot of methane we should probably be concerned about that but overall i think it's going to be real interesting what comes out of out of it yeah hopefully not zombies hopefully not aliens hopefully not anything that is gonna like you know end the world hopefully not too much methane unrelated but, um can we go get uh pedicures for our, our anniversary yeah we could do that my toes look terrible and god knows same. you probably really same my toes look terrible so let's go get pedicures don't we get boom. pedis boom i don't thank want a manicure you. i just want a pedicure thank you everybody for helping us yeah, make this decision my toes look disgusting anywho i have one last article which is sad what? how long have you been talking almost 30 minutes okay that's okay <clears throat> have you heard about the new um quote-unquote universe breaker images coming out of the web telescope universe breaker images something about a universe that wasn't supposed to be there essentially like and this is you could probably do this better like give a better explanation than i'm about to get but essentially like think the big bang everything is in a very small like something out of nothing explodes and like creates everything but it's like a it's like it's it constantly expanding Yes. Which I learned recently. Some scientists hypothesize that it the end of time is going to be the retraction of all that. Yeah. Which I had never heard of before. Of course, you have heard about it before. Yep. Anyway, so we're at Earth. So we're looking really, really far away. I guess we're looking at uh, really young stuff. I'm going to read the thing. It's like... We're looking... Uh, if you're looking... 
I can't explain it. When you look really far away, you are looking at the beginning of time. Right, which makes absolutely no sense to me, but we're going to go with it. That is the first stuff. So think of just like a like dropping a pebble into a lake. Right. Those ripples that come out, the first ripples yeah. are the first stuff from that pebble being dropped. And they're going to keep moving out. Right, but where? how do we know where Earth is in the ripples? Because of where we're looking. So if you're looking, if you're looking towards where the Big Bang happened, everything is coming at you. If so you're looking, we know what direction the Big Bang If you're looking happened. away from where it happened, everything's moving away from you. And that's what the red shift is. So what if is you're looking So if you're looking if you're looking away, it's the same as when it's the um It's like you're on a train. Yeah, it's the Right. I think that's the, the Doppler, the Doppler effect. effect. Right, but how do we know what direction the Big Bang happened? Because when we look at look at light coming at us, it either has a blue tint or it has a red tint. So if it's a blue tint, so Roy G. Biv. Biv. So if it's red. It's in front of us. But if it's blue, it's behind us. Well, I have to think about this because I always, I always confuse it. If it is moving towards us, we're going to see smaller waves. So it's going to be more red. Okay. If it's away from us, moving away, it is going to have longer waves. Okay. Which means it's going to be more of a blue. Okay. As long as you understand what we're talking about, that's fine. <coughs> so, so basically, yes, we, in these photos we, we found... We think we know where okay. the Big Bang happened-ish. Um, the photos we are finding in what should be really, um, like, really? young space, or really early space... Okay. ...has like planetary structures that should be old space. Okay. And so it's causing scientists to be like, what the heck do we, maybe we don't understand the big bang as well as we thought. Oh. Um, let me see if I can find a, a thing that's going to make it easier. Um, so basically what you're saying is, so when the big bang happened, everything was considered this, basically everything exploded and was just, stardust everywhere on july 12 2022 the universe changed forever scientists still don't know for sure what happened but on that tuesday the first quote deep field in quote images from the james webb space telescope were released and astronomy has been in a frenzy ever since over six months later the story of how our universe changed that day is becoming clearer but the cause but, but the cause was clear wait um, the Webb's ability to see back 13.5 billion years near the beginning of the universe as we know it. Um, da, da, da. Okay, uh, when we got the data, everyone just started diving in, and these massive things popped out really fast. Um, he's talking about six galaxies in the Webb images uh, existing 500 to 700 million years after the Big Bang, when the universe was only 3% of its current age. Oh, my God, an ad just randomly popped up and messed up everything. That appeared far more massive than anyone expected. It's bananas, said Erica Nelson. You just don't expect the early universe to be able to organize itself that quickly. These galaxies should not have had time to form. We've been, inf uh, we've been informally calling these objects universe breakers, and they have been living up to their name so far. The data in the images of these early galaxies effectively means that the early stars had as much as 100 times greater mass than astronomers previously thought. It's thought that the galaxy on the lower left could contain as many stars as our Milky Way galaxy does today, despite being 30 times more compact. Does that mean anything to you? Sort of. That's yeah. crazy. So, not understand anything about this. Oh, wait, hold on. This may be in, in my speak. We expected only to find tiny young baby galaxies at this point in time, but we've discovered galaxies as mature as our own in what was previously understood to be the dawn of the universe. Here's my one question. Bear with me. Could it be what we're seeing is accurate, but what we're seeing is ourselves? in a time loop 
and we're just looking at Earth from really, 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 really far away. Not a time loop, but like a time and space loop. I Could I make like a sci-fi movie based on this premise? I mean, I'm sure Is that you... Is it the multiverse? I'm sure you could make a, <laughs> a <laughs> premise on this, but... Right. I no, no I'm dice. not following you. Okay, does that interest you at all? That whole does that mean anything to you? Yeah. So, did you want me to explain it, or you got it, or you? I good? explain it. Ready but to move how on? Is it? Does it melt your brain? I care less because I barely understood what we had already thought we knew about the universe. So it doesn't break my universe in any way. But you, Mister Science Boy over there, does it break your universe in any way? Are you having like epiphanies or like? Science midlife crises over there? Not really. Mostly because I focus on the Earth. It's true. It's true. It's true. Like I but look. You did want to be an astronaut. Yeah, but I'm not a. I'm not an astrophysicist. Oh, I see. I see. I Those see. are the people who are like freaking out right now. They're like going bonkers. Are they yeah. freaking out and like I'm terrified, or freaking out is like everything I've known and like banked my career on it could be wrong. I think it's Neither. more more the latter like this is this is almost i think it you could compare this to something like when we're talking about the fundamental laws of physics mm-hmm. and then einstein comes in with e equals mc squared does this mean he's wrong well he comes in with that and the theory of relativity and says oh well light actually equals mass and this stuff is like, like everything is just different. That, when he did that, that changed physics. Right. And then we start talking about multiverses and, and quarks and, and string theory and all of these other things. And all of that is like a new paradigm shift of like, what are we actually talking about? And really it... I think the way to think about it is that there's the universe, which is the idea of everything and everything that's known. But then there's also other systems. And when you start a physics equation, as you would remember from high school physics, that's a big guess. you have to basically make a box and say, this is the box that I'm working in. This is the system that this equation pertains to. My system is the earth. So for me, it's not a fundamental it's not in your box. problem. Yeah. When we're talking about 13.5 billion light years away, that's not my box. And the people who are thinking about that box, I would argue they need to, they need to make sure they've got something else to do. Because <laughs> that is like big box it's a big box and ultimately it's just guesses i still i always go back to what is the value to humanity what are you trying to do and how is this how is this going to add to the betterment of society i i love the images coming out of the james webb those are adding adding value to my life and I appreciate them. The idea of thinking about these universe breakers, that I think is... Do you think that your science box is more special than other science boxes? Do you think you're better than other people? I I would not say that. I don't know. You have a smirk I don't, on your face. <laughs> I don't you, think that you, I'm... Okay, do you tell me off camera. I don't think that I my science box is better than others. It's just more helpful. I just know you exactly. Know it is, you don't think. I know exactly how my science box adds value to society. It produces well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, what I'm doing will eventually produce some electrons. I'm just very glad none of our audience are astrophysicists, so we're not offending anyone <laughs> at the moment. I'm sure we've got a few. People that either know astrophysicists or know aeronautical engineers or something. I know an aerospace engineer. Is that the same thing? It's not exactly the same, but but shots fired to them as well. They're at least going up out of the atmosphere. That's true. Which starts to, you know, 
Right. Enter okay. a new box. Okay, sort of related. I wasn't going to bring it up because I truthfully haven't researched it enough because it honestly terrified me. This is another edition, haven't had in a while, of Joe's going to make Allie feel so much better and less anxious. That's hopefully. not what it was called. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. It was like Allie's freaking out, but Joe's going to calm her down or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something like okay, that. Okay, so I was on TikTok as I do yesterday. <laughs> I had to get off of TikTok because it was literally gave me ang- like an anxiety attack. I, it was so stressful for me. You know the balloons, the weather balloons that got shot down? Yes. Okay, so at that time, a bunch of people on TikTok were saying it was aliens, and that was stressful for me. And so I stopped paying attention to the weather balloons. You got triggered by got weather balloons. Because, aliens. y'all, nothing triggers me more than alien shows or, like, news articles about aliens. It, I, that is, like, I have, I have made a lot of theological leaps in the last decade to where I have, I have gotten to a place where I'm comfortable with, like, not a lot can, like, rock my little theological boat at this point. Not even Universe Breakers. Not even Universe Breakers. That doesn't rock my little theological boat. Aliens aliens would be a hard pill for me to swallow. Like, I would try to swallow it, but it would be a little—it would be a moment for me. Now, I will gladly eat an irradiated bison from Chernobyl. <laughs> Off a fiesta plate? I, I don't think I'm going to be eating any aliens— that oh is gosh, not going to be a piece. I am not source. swallowing that. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, it is a real article. I looked at because half the stuff I see on TikTok, I'm like, this is probably fake. And then I'll go look for it on like USA Today or like some actual news station and I will confirm it's fake. So I was like, so oh, sorry, let me back up. They're talking about, they say someone from the Pentagon has made an announcement saying that it is possible that there is an alien mothership in our solar system that is sending these these balloons and probes out. And I was like, that is the most, there's no, if, if that were true, I feel like every news station would be like erupting with this information. But Joe, it is true. I, I, the fact that you don't know what I'm talking about is a good sign. I'm glad. Let me look it up. Alien mothership. Okay, <clears throat> let me get, I don't want the military times, MSN, okay, MSN, that's a, that's a good one, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Official government report claims there may be an alien mothership inside our solar system. That's the title that's the of the tagline the- on MSN.com. The Pentagon recently released a draft report about the ongoing UFO mystery yesterday, which I thought we weren't calling them UFOs anymore, I thought we were calling them UAPs. I have no idea. Okay. Joe's over it. Um, While stories of Chinese spy balloons being shot down continue to baffle the public, there are a few ideas even scarier that the UFOs are all coming from somewhere else, someplace massive. Don't make me pay for this article. No. No. No, MSN. Okay. Oh, my gosh. The report, written in part by Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which is too big of a name for an office, states, quote, an artificial interstellar object could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth, an operational construct not too dissimilar from NASA missions, end quote. The in part is instructive here. The report draft was, blah, 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 blah. Anyway... Why would they make why would they do that, Joseph? Why would they say that? That's a pretty big leap for someone from the Pentagon to be talking about. Now make I me hear feel better. You. I You're hear gonna make you. me feel better. I'm so excited. I should have asked you here's sooner. The, it's, it's been a stressful forty eight hours. Here's something that we do in science. Okay. It's called it's called building a straw man. So we build up this this theory saying, okay, here's a theory out there. Build it up. We build up this straw man, and then we blow him down. <laughs> now, what does that have to do? <laughs> what does that have to do with this? Yes. Well, let me get back to why do we blow down this straw man? Why do we build him yeah, up in the first place? It? Because we want to knock down all the other theories, so that way ours is the only one standing at the end of whatever report we're writing. So this, to me, it sounds like he's just doing his due diligence and saying, okay, 
In theory, there in could theory, be. there could be a mothership out there sending these, sending these little probes out there to try and get information. Right. Oh, but guys, guess what? Every single boom balloon had a made in China stamp. That's did just it? I don't know, oh. but that's the part that they didn't get to in this right, report right, 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 right. because it's clickbait. Got it. So in Well, I. I mean, potentially. Potenti- the fact that that theory has been floated mm-hmm. from somebody that high, to me, it sounds like they are listing out every single possibility they could even think of. And oh, then saying these news articles just found the silliest explanation. They found the craziest one. And like, hey, guys, a guy from the Pentagon said this. Three pages it later, he true. said, he said exactly why that's not possible, <laughs> but let's not report that part. Or let's say in the end, one little line of the general came back to say there's a highly improbable opportunity here of this, but it is something they do in NASA. Therefore, it is something that could happen. Do you think this Kirkpatrick guy is getting made fun of at work now? No, he's probably pretty high up. Like, you make fun of him, you're in trouble. (laughs) I wouldn't make fun of him for it. Okay, thanks for making me feel better, Joe. Because TikTok was convinced that Armageddon was happening. You know what else TikTok is convinced of? They're stealing your data. Selling it to China. China China already has our data, y'all. Come on. Yeah, you know, this is something that we haven't really talked about. We haven't talked about this. I haven't heard about this very much. Do you want to talk about this? I do want to talk about this. Even though you're going to go to China in October? I do want to talk about this. China already has all of our data. So why do they need to send weather balloons to get more? Do we know it's China and not Russia? I don't care who it is. The whole, what I'm saying is that it doesn't make sense for China to do it because they literally have all of our data through TikTok. The U.S. probably is the number one user of TikTok. They have all of our data. So why would they be wasting time sending weather balloons? I think there's a difference unless I really am underestimating how much our phones listen to us. But there's a difference between, like, what I'm swiping on and of, like, people picking up our phone conversations and, like, stuff like that. And like radio waves. I don't know. I don't know what these balloons... We have no information on these balloons. Wait. Do you think it was party balloons for Earth Day coming up? For Earth's <laughs> birthday party? And it was... They just... They were just waiting there for the surprise party for the Earth. No. Okay. No, bummer. I don't. That would be a bummer. That's uh, I was really excited about that. That's a terrible theory. <laughs> no. Anyway. I'm just saying... And you're right. <laughs> The idea of what you swipe on and customizing your feed, that is something you obviously have given access to. But every single one of us, and I know we're getting a little conspiracy theory here. And by we, you mean you. No, you and me. All of us. Why am I in this? Because, but we have both been having a conversation, and then next thing you know, we're served an ad that we never looked up or don't remember looking up. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We don't remember ever having it show up. No, I have an exact example of it, and it's creepy as heck. But that has happened, which can only point to the only the only theory that you could say is, oh, our phone has listened to us. Somehow we have given it access to listen to our conversations. And now it is getting these ads that it can serve us. I was, uh, when I was mentoring high schoolers, I went to coffee with one of my girls. And she was, uh, it was prom was coming up. And she was showing me prom dresses that she liked on her phone. Not my phone, on her phone. Then I went home after our coffee date and I got onto my phone and it was giving me ads for prom dresses. Yeah. And I was like... I don't, I don't know how to explain that other than it's listening on this conversation. Because I didn't look at my phone that entire time. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Is and it so the there, alien mothership in the solar system, though? 
Did it send it to the Maybe alien mothership? Maybe it is planning a prom party. Sending balloons and prom dresses. You know, that could be it. That's Maybe it. it's just one big prom party. Maybe it's asking us to prom. This would be the most epic promposal <laughs> ever. Of the cosmos. Of the cosmos. The <laughs> oh mothership is asking Earth if it will <laughs> be go. its new prom date. <laughs> Let's just hope it's not one of those like things where it then comes in and steals all our resources and sucks right. us dry and then leaves. Or like carries us. Like C-A-R-R-I-E. Like the movie Carrie. Oh, yeah. Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Not that. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, we don't want that kind of problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, well. Well, we've gone down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> I think the best thing to do is grab a blanket, snuggle up in this rabbit hole, and go to sleep. Okay, got a big graphic, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go. I See y'all later. Bye bye.